How close will we come to the nearest Klingon outpost if we continue on our present course? Ah, one parsec, sir. Close enough to smell them. That is illogical, Ensign. Odors cannot travel through the vacuum of space. Activate my curly hair stick. Initiate Shukla. Commence annoying commentary. Begin gate upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is sick and wrong. The podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, G. Simon. I'm Wackerly. So, Wackerly, uh, are you sitting Shiva right now? I don't know what that is. Are you mourning? You uh, lost one of your uh, your idols here, Leonard Nimoy. No. no. <laughs> you're okay. You're not the least bit upset about that. Nope. You didn't think about. It. Did you read He's all the shit? I do think it's funny that uh, Shatner says he can't make it to the funeral. <laughs> I know. I find that it's kind of a flimsy excuse. It's like Shatner, you could do your Red Cross ball and then pay 500 bucks for a flight right out right after it. I mean, Is that what he said bucks. he was doing? A Red Cross ball? Yeah, he has a, an engagement, the Red Cross ball, and so he can't catch a plane in time for the funeral on Sunday. Sounds like an S&M type thing. <laughs> red Cross balls. Red Cross balls. He's, weren't they like the best of friends? It's Captain Kirk and the Mr. Spock, like the friends. best of friends. No. They're colleagues. They've been friends the, for like 50 years. Do I need years. to remind you about the difference between TV and real life? But I think again. they were, I think they were definitely close. Don't you think? Or did you, did they have like a falling out over the No, they, had a, they all, Shatner had a falling out with everybody on the show because um, he perceived, you know, himself as being the, he should be the most popular one. So like the fact that, you know, they put Spock... Leonard Nimoy Spock in the new Star Trek movies, you know, the reboots. Oh, he was uh, upset he was about super that. Super upset about that. He's upset at, you know, the fact that. What's Mr. Sulu's name? Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that guy. That guy. He's on Howard <laughs> yeah, he, Stern all the time. Yeah, yeah. Now. He's uh, George Takai. He's come George out Takai. as like being very popular, like, you know, voice for gay people. And Shatner resents that. So Shatner doesn't want anybody stealing his limelight, right? But he, at the same what time, I think ego. he, I think what he over, ego. I think he overestimates the size of his limelight. Well, that's the thing. It's like what a what an insane ego. Yeah, and nobody ever talks about T.J. Hooker. <laughs> that's a classic. Yep. Do you show. think Shatner was like lobbying to get in the new Star Trek movies? Yes. But come on, J.J. You can I put don't think me he somewhere. Would, he wouldn't have cared. Well, he probably would have cared. But uh, I mean, knowing Shatner, Shatner probably wanted, I'll, I'll just Captain still Kirk. be Kirk. <laughs> I, I can just... do it. It's fucking wig. <laughs> but I think he really got, I mean, what really burned his ass is they put Nimoy in it. So it's like, it's not just that they didn't put a, uh, Shatner in it, but the fact that they put Nimoy in it and didn't even you know want him. So what if they put George Takai in it? Would he be, would he oh, have been God. pissed about that? <laughs> He'd probably have a heart attack. <laughs> Listen, well, now we're, see now we're we're playing into Shatner's hands. Now we've made this all about Shatner, but it really should be about. Well, that's Nimoy. the th- that's what I'm surprised he's not going to his funeral because you think he would be like, oh, I'm going to have to be in L.A. make a big production out of it, make the funeral be about him more than it is about Le- Nimoy. 
go on Kimmel talking about how upset he is and do like some kind of Star Trek eulogy? Well, Spock did die in the Star Trek movies, if you remember, and then he comes back. In Wrath uh, in, uh, of Khan, right? I can't remember. I can't keep him straight when he no, comes it, back. Rath of Khan, yeah, he part dies. two. No, the end of the movie, does, the first one, doesn't he? Isn't that where he dies, or is it the end of the second one? It's end of the really second care. one, end of Wrath of Khan. The movies are pretty bad. It's, a, it's the end. But you know what? So Nimoy, you know, Nimoy wrote a biography uh, in the 70s called I Am Not Spock. You oh. think he resented the role? No. Being this pop culture? Yeah, but he was trying to always, especially like in his later years, like uh, doing his photography projects, trying to be, a, being a poet. Right, even, but, but Nimoy's not an asshole, so I think he recognizes that, well, hey, you know, if I was never in the show, nobody would give a shit about my fucking poetry or photography. Who is your favorite Star Trek character? <laughs> Chekhov. Che- you like Chekhov more than uh, Mr. Spock? Hey, man, I'm just like one of those hipsters. <laughs> uh, actually, I think Chekhov is the best one. <laughs> I always like Bones McCoy. Bones McCoy, you know, they all were of a certain age. Except Bones always looks like looked like he was like 40 years older than everybody else. That was one of the things that I couldn't get past with the reboots. Yeah, but you know that, a, yeah, he looks older in this one too, doesn't he? But not as, but he looks ba- not enough. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like Bones is supposed to be look like terrible, and that guy just like <laughs> a looked doctor. a little bit more haggard than the other ones. I like Scotty is good. Doohan, James Doohan. We keep saying all those uh, those analogies. Isn't that what uh, Bones is uh, known for? I guess, but really everybody knows him as being like the guy who looked like he'd really run himself through the ringer. So there's been a lot of... Uh, so, so Nimoy died on Friday. Uh, he um, had, uh, I think he had lung cancer, lung disease. And was he a big smoker for years? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I really don't pay that much attention to these guys. But there's been all these articles coming coming out about Nimoy and like how he was so much more than just a character in a science fiction TV series. And so uh, one of the things I, I read something about, did you see his full body project? Yeah, that's been around forever. Well, he, I think he was into BBWs. I think he was into photography and... Um, and big women, big naked women. Those I think girls he are realized big. that taking photos of big naked fat women would, uh, you know, everybody's going to link it. Even if it wasn't him, I did. Did you see any of his other photo projects? No, <laughs> which proves my point. <laughs> I bet you they're all fat. I bet you, like, if you went, if you well, went through his he browser to a history, fat lady? I'm not sure. But I bet you, if you went through, that doesn't mean anything. It could be his secret fetish or whatever. Is big beautiful women. So you're saying if somebody went through my browser history, everything they found is like going to define me. Tranny porn. There's a lot more than training porn, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying just the of, that's the tip of the proverbial iceberg. I'm just saying that uh, I I think Spock um, was uh, definitely just... he was given the shocker to some fat some fat chicks. He's into the fatties. Another thing about him, do you know the Vulcan greeting? Do you know what yes. that's based on? Yeah, Jews. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Hebrew letter shin. It was the Hebrew letter shin, which kind of looks shin. Like three, yeah, it's the the shin is the Hebrew letter. What, a, what do they call their normal shins? It's a, not a, it's a letter they call shin. It's like looks like oh. it has like three prongs. And that's what uh, he said he saw like... Three? Orthodox... That's two. The sign has two prongs. Yeah, but it, I'm just saying that I'm describing a uh, shitty description of the Hebrew Sounds letter shin. Up. But um, he saw like Orthodox uh, Israeli men like using that as a greeting. Well, he so wasn't supposed to be looking. That's why it's funny. What, You're supposed was? to shut your eyes. 
when you yeah, do the he greeting because he was a kid oh. can i do the greeting yeah i i just didn't know it was the jews some, i'm wondering if jews are vulcans it's interesting <laughs> um also and i read something else that's interesting too in a tragic twist because he he died of lung disease uh the network that star trek was on requested that spock smoke a space cigarette in order to please a tobacco company that was their sponsor. And Roddenberry like was in was like, Yeah, we'll we'll get him to do this. And so I guess he was smoked did he smoke space cigarettes in that? I never I don't remember anybody smoking. I don't know. He, but like, there's I, never any religion on the show, or at least on the Enterprise either. He was a he was a Jewish activist. I guess he was really involved in the Jewish community here. Ooh. I didn't that's know not gonna that. go well with the current day social justice warriors. Yeah, probably not. Eventually, they're just like, really? God, why, why did he have to be such a, such a <laughs> pro-Israel? So pro-Zionist. You know, I don't know how pro-Israel he was. I haven't heard anything about that. Oh, come on. I bet he was. He was definitely what pro What about Shatner's also Jewish, right? Yeah, but I don't think Shatner is uh, like an activist. Shatner only cares about himself. Yeah. What so are the you, Jews? I wonder if Chekhov is Jewish. I think everybody's Jewish in Hollywood. Not Uhura. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She might have converted though. I doubt George Takei is Jewish. So you didn't even you didn't even go and like do a shot for Leonard Nimoy? Not for Leonard Nimoy, no. I can't I can't believe would you be upset if uh, any I, I thought Star Trek was your favorite show. I thought Yeah, you but like, I just don't care about actors. I don't care about famous people. Like you hear like my mom once told me that she like was sobbing when uh, John Lennon got shot. And I've never, I've always been like, that's really bizarre. Cause I, I don't know. My mom doesn't, she's not into music, so I can't imagine her. I don't know. And then people say that they're really, they're really sad when Kurt Cobain killed himself. I was like, were you sad? I don't know. I mean, I remember thinking it was interesting. I was like, oh wow, that guy blew his head off. I was kind of bummed about that, but I wasn't like, I remember I wasn't just you know, you depressed. <laughs> you know, uh, Kessler, my friend Kessler was depressed about that. And uh, you know what he mm -hmm. did? He Remember the Rolling Stone that came out? He like framed, got the f picture of the cover of the Rolling Stone, like professionally framed. Some I'm people not, I guess really I'm not trying to, I guess I'm not trying to belittle people's feelings, but um, I, I just never, when, it, when a famous person dies, I don't really care. You don't have any famous author, musician, actor that you'll be, like, like Lemmy. When Lemmy Kilmister dies, I'm going to be bummed. I will probably go out and do like some drinking in honor of Lemmy. Really? Iggy Pop. I'll be bummed about that too. <laughs> no, don't care. I, I, you know, Wackley, your nerd cred has just slipped away. It's just slipping no, dramatically. No, I think, I think my nerd cred is going up because I'm displaying total lack of emotion. <laughs> You're, just, you're a sociopath when it comes to when I'm it comes. I'm not a, I, I'm not I a figured, sociopath. If somebody who I'm close to dies, I'm not like this weird stoic person. Yeah, but, but I just I don't feel Star close Trek. to celebrities. You have no connection to any actor. I like that Star Trek. Character in Star Trek. If if all of Star Trek were somehow wiped off the face of the earth, like you couldn't watch them anymore, then I would be bummed. I, I guess I can kind of, okay, so you'd be upset. So you, you like it as a, as a collective whole. You don't just like one particular actor in Star Trek. Like, okay, let me, let me put it this way. Like, if George R.R. R. Martin died, I would be bummed. Not because George R. R. Martin's dead, series. but I'd be like, he didn't finish the fucking finish story. The book, yeah. And like, you know, Leonard Nimoy, his role of doing Star Trek is done. And, you know, all of his photos he took of naked fat ladies, he did that. <laughs> we could still look at those great pictures. But... You know, 
it's cool if his family is sad, but I just think it's a little bit weird. I guess I know. Like I'm going back to what I said before. If other people are sad, care. that's fine. I, I just don't get sad. You're complete, when completely indifferent to it. And celebrities or politicians or whoever die. What about like when Howard Stern dies? You won't care about that. Don't you listen to his show? No, I won't care about it. It'll be, and, and let me get this straight. It's interesting to me. You know, it's like, oh, wow. You know, Howard Stern died. That's, that's weird. And then I'll, I'll watch like the retrospectives and listen to the retrospectives. Uh, in memoriam. But Howard I don't, Stern. like, I'm not, I'm not sad. I don't do celebratory. Maybe I'll sometimes, you know, we do the celebrate or whatever, the memorial shots on the show. So, but that's just more like, because I like booze. I still think we should do a memorial shot here to uh, Leonard. Maybe maybe towards Leonard. the end of the show we'll do one because. Uh, we do you think he went by Leonard or like Lenny, Len Spock? Do you think if you if you said Spock to him he get really pissed? I am not Spock. My name he is Leonard. He has such a weird voice, right? My I, name I is not, Leonard. I do not answer to Spock. I only answer to Spock if you're a four hundred pound woman, <laughs> naked, <laughs> calling me Spock. Then he forces them to use it. <laughs> Call me Spock. So I'm just wondering if... Uh, alien fat sex beasts makes them paint themselves green. Because you're a cold, unfeeling sociopath, you have no concern about, uh, about Leonard Nimoy's passing. But I'm wondering if, uh, if, if the UK, there's a lot of UK fans out there, they're using this as an excuse to binge drink today, you know, this weekend. I think, yeah, I believe they do. They do get into the track over there. I think they, it's, a, it's a very popular show in the UK. Yeah. I think, and uh, and I think they would use any uh, any excuse that they can have to go drink. Do they take Scotty to be like their, you know, is that their favorite because he's their uh, UK ambassador? He's a compatriot. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Scottish. They make him like he doesn't even really get to come on the bridge very often. They make him sit back by the engine. Do they have any room. other uh, like? Do they have an Irish guy? No. Uh huh. That's the only. Uh... Yeah. No there English was no, there was no like there Hugh Grant actors? type, like, you know, upper crust English guy. What about like Next Generation or Deep mm. Space Nine? Well, yeah, well, there's a... Uh, data, Picard. what was Data? Picard. Oh, Picard, yeah, that's the thing. That's why it's so fun. Why, why am I forgetting about Picard? Blanked on Picard. A lot of yeah. people say Picard is better than Kirk. Patrick Stewart, yeah, that's why... Uh, I, I don't think... want to start any fights <laughs> <laughs> amongst the fans. <laughs> But anyway, I think um, I think the the uh, the limeys will use any excuse that they can to go drinking. For overall alcohol consumption here, Britain was the twenty fifth highest country in the world, which doesn't sound that high. But there's a lot of countries, right? <laughs> You'd be like, what percentile are they in? That'd be better. Yeah, they're among the well, we're not gonna worst, do math the worst country in the world for binge drinking. I don't get it. And so what's interesting. The reason I'm bringing this up. It's not because they're going to go out and just celebrate the passing of uh, Spock, drink themselves out of depression here. But the uh, tradition of drinking, the British tradition of drinking on trains is uh, under threat of extinction now. It's about to be um, banned. Wow. Nasty. Drinking on trains. That's crazy, dude. You, I mean, that's the thing. This made me think about it. You know, we can drink on a train. You could take Caltrain. And drink. You can take Amtrak and, and Amtrak, drink. Amtrak, yeah. Some of those trains have, you can buy booze. There's on like the a train. booze car, yeah. And, uh, you know, I used to take Amtrak a lot from Michigan to Chicago. Because my brother and... Because uh, you had an extra, like, 20 hours to spare. Uh, it took forever. But I mean, <laughs> the reason... I, th I don't even think... I didn't have a car. 
number one. But yeah. number two, it's like, yeah, sure. I'll fucking drink six beers and get wasted, wake up and I'll be, or you can smuggle beer on the train easily or bring vodka. I don't think you have to smuggle it is the thing. Every time I've taken Amtrak, there's some like ex-con who just got out of prison and he's like taking Amtrak back from, you know, the prison ex- exit door to like wherever shitty little town he's from. Uh, and he always has like two Budweiser tall boys and they're just out in the open. The conductor doesn't say anything about it. I remember one time I was going to see my brother. I think I was like probably 17. I was on the train and I sat next to some ex-con with like a spider web tattoo on his face. And we're talking, he was, he was in the, he just got out of prison and, uh, I guess he married some women that he met in prison. And then he was like, yeah, knocked her up and now I'm leaving her going to Florida. So he's on the train. We're talking and he had like a bottle of, uh, Jack Daniels. He's like, you want some? And I was like, sure. So uh, you're drinking with this like convict. You're lucky you didn't get boofed. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't be like, Hey, you want to come uh, smoke some weed in the bathroom? Next thing you know, I'm getting boofed, punked out on the Amtrak train. You want to uh, go to check out some of this ether? I mean, weed in the bathroom. <laughs> but the thing is in the UK, I mean, you, they take the rail everywhere. You go up to Scotland on the train, you go to like all the different cities, like out of London. That... Well, ra- a rail in all of Europe is way better than anything we have in the United States. Oh, way better. I mean, it's than a Amtrak's joke. terrible. Well, it's a joke here because, uh, I mean, don't they have like freight trains that share the same tracks as the passenger trains? Schedules I'm sure are... there's probably 10 different uh, very good reasons why, I mean, or whatever, root causes of why it's shitty here. Suffice it to say, it sucks. Yeah, you can't no, get it's, anywhere. It's awful. It, it's you can't awful. get anywhere in a timely fashion. Let's put it that way. You could drive from Michigan to Chicago in about four and a half hours. You, you could drive the there and back like four times in the time it takes you to get take Amtrak. You take Amtrak. It's time. like an eight-hour trip. Right. It's like an eight-hour ride to uh, Chicago. But and whatever. that's, that's drunk, if it doesn't though. break down halfway there in between stations. And then you're just sitting there on the tracks for like two hours while they try to fix it. <laughs> it's terrible. You could just talk about trains the whole podcast. Yeah, but that's why you get drunk. On the Amtrak trains, but so not uh, if you're the train driver, though. Well, Although you should be able to. There's though. no steering involved. It's just How, go fast, go slow. However, in the UK, they did a recent safety report here. They found that alcohol was a factor in as many as 21 of the 32 deaths on the rails in the past decade. How does that happen? People falling off the platform. <laughs> well they're not heads. even on the train yet yeah this is on the platform people oh. slip they fall they're so drunk they can't even get on the train i thought like you're on the train getting wasted and then you're so drunk you decide to like pretend that you're the beast from beauty and the beast <laughs> like <laughs> climb up on top surf i don't think they're yeah i don't think they're they're surfing on the trains i think it's oh. just they, they didn't even board the train yet they're so drunk on the platform that they fall off mm-hmm. and, and uh knock their head but that, I mean, that's the thing with the, with the U.S. I mean, we have trains here. We have platforms here. How come we're not doing this? How I think this, all of our binge drinking is relegated to, like, fraternity houses and college dorms. Whereas over there, it's exploded out into the general, you know, public areas. Yeah, but I think we also have college towns. Like, what about, like, Daytona or Myrtle Beach? Even college towns, well... Spring break's a different story, right? But even college towns, you don't see these scenes, you know, on a Friday night like you see in the photos from the United Kingdom, right? Where there's just, you know, hundreds of people laying in the street in their own vomit with their underwear up around their neck. 
and like you know girls blowing guys in the alley drunkenly that they're not going to remember the next day and I always love the pictures of them just sitting on like on the on the sidewalk, just like eating with their chips head. off the yeah, fucking eating chips garbage. while their friend is just puking their guts out right next to them. Right, you don't see that in the U.S. as much. Off as much, <laughs> not I mean, nearly as much. I mean, you see it once in a while, but over there it seems to be like a regular weekly thing. They say twenty eight percent of Britons were classed as having um, an episode of heavy drinking in the in a month. So like twenty eight percent of Britons. Have a, an episode of binge drinking. You, got, you, you do have to take these things with a grain of salt, though, because... What they consider you, binge drinking. <laughs> they consider binge drinking three pints of lager. Woo! I know, I was about to say that three you binge pints. drink every podcast. Um, I'm not drinking right now. But I definitely, if I've, I've, I could count on my one hand the times I've been to the bar, any bar, and drank less than three pints. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I'd have to have it's, explosive diarrhea that would force me to leave or something after the first one. You need to qualify what they consider to be binge drinking. But this, this is the statistic that blows my mind. It's teenage girls in Britain are more likely to be binge drinkers than anywhere else in Europe. Hmm. The women are the ones drinking. More than half of girls age 15 and 16 say they drink to excess at least once a month. That does not happen in the U.S. No. This, they say in the U.K. Not in mass. Yeah, not, not like that. I don't even think, yeah, I mean, even in spring break, I mean, girls, I guess there's like girls gone wild, you know, videos like that. And there are, I guess girls get a little crazy on spring break, but typically it's rare to see girls just like binge drinking on just a regular night out at the bar in the US. I know some, but yeah, it's not a typical thing. I think we have to issue a retraction. Yeah, I was about to say, it's this Ladette culture that is taking grip on uh, Britain's teens. And I think I agree with you. We need to issue a retraction about why uh, why people drink so much in the UK. And uh, you you brought this up, Wackerly. I think you should issue it. <laughs> well, we were, when we were thinking about doing this topic, we were saying that, you know, all these, all these British lads, they drink so much because the birds are, you know, they're terrible looking. Think we've always, you think about we've the always northern promoted that, that stereotype. The northern birds. You, you look at the girls like in northern England, you're like, you know, I would have to be, I'd probably have to drink at least 10 pints even go anywhere near that but it turns out it's the british boys the northern boys that are fucking horrid snaggletooth you can barely Ginger. barely literate just cratered skin short football stocky hooligan it's the running. girls it's the girls that have to get wasted to, you know to go snog as they say I've always, I guess, I was always under the assumption. It's like, oh, look at those northern birds. You know, you, you know that you'd have to be wasted to even, you know, to even bang them or even think about right. snogging but them. But those pictures must be cherry picked, because you never see pictures of the northern guys. Because they're, I mean, who would take their picture? They're so well, disgusting. Well, it's like they all look like uh, a cross between Simon Pegg and Rowan Atkinson. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't blame it. Now, it, now it makes sense to Simon me. It's like no Pegg. wonder. Girls we just the, lost or, a listener. Yeah, but, Simon Pegg's no longer a fan. But it doesn't, it, you know, I mean, Hugh Grant's the exception, you know, the attractive Englishman. No what, wonder you're girls, saying you would bone Hugh, Hugh Grant? No, I'm just saying it's rare. So girls at the age of 15 are like, so that's what I have to look forward to. Fuck it. Right. I'm going to get pissed tonight, and I'm just going right. to pass out with my legs open and hope, let, let them just do their business and it's over. Yeah, they're not all Tom Baker over there. Not all Liam Neeson. Exactly. That's why I think 
we were wrong. I think we've been wrong all these years of doing the podcast, making fun of the nother, northern birds and, and how hideous the uh, snaggletooth women are. It's the like if guys. You think about, if you think about it, even in British actors that are supposed to be handsome, like uh, Ewan McGregor, I mean, he looks like a faz baby. His yeah, weird but... skin and his head and the way that his mouth moves. But uh, that's the thing, though. There's only a few. Makes me want to puke. There's only a handful of these English guys that are considered attractive, huh. you know, internationally. I would say, on the whole, what probably ninety percent of uh, of men in the UK are just hideous trolls. Yeah, I mean, Roger and Moore is pretty handsome. Roger Moore is Sean Connery. He's a handsome guy. Uh, you know? Who plays Gandalf? But that's what um, that's what I'm Ian McKellen. But that's the Ian thing. McKellen. If you're handsome in the UK. Then you become a famous actor because they're like, oh, yeah, we got to put you on television because you're, you know, you are just one of the very few attractive uh, people in this country. Who plays young Magneto? Uh, Fassbender. Yeah. That guy's not English, though, I don't think. He isn't? I think he's like German. Well, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's from the UK, but he's obviously, his heritage is German, Fassbender. What about uh, Hugh Jackoff, man? He's Australian. Okay, what's wrong about that? People anyway, say he's in the closet. But but the the thing is, uh, what I'm saying here about the uh, the guys in the UK, they're hideous. So it makes sense that the girls are drinking, binge drinking, in order to uh, have sex with them. We've been yeah. wrong all this time. I know it's not the Northern Birds. We should have gone there on a tour uh, when we were both single because we would look really you know amazing next to all these just pieces of crap males they have up there and think about it and these women are trapped on this island <laughs> and now they can't get drunk on trains <laughs> I, feel, I feel for the i feel yeah. for the birds of the uk i think ladies. they'll still find a way to get smashed somehow they're just gonna wait till they're get to their destination yeah but uh you know what uh, denmark actually uh the women drink a lot there too really yeah which kind of counters our theory here <laughs> Sort of contradicts our theory because why? Because you're saying D Danish dudes are really hot. Yeah, don't they say Scandinavian uh, people in general have the best genes? I don't know. Why don't you bring up your database of handsome men? I'm saying <laughs> that uh, in general, Scandinavian people tend to have the best genes. Yeah, more than well, like definitely not my people. I don't, I don't think Jewish people. I don't think Jewish about, men are known uh, for their attractiveness. What about uh, Liv Schreiber? He's very handsome. Although his face kind of looks like a chipmunk. He's got those big chipmunk cheeks. Is he is he English? He's Jewish, but is Jewish. he Jewish? Is he what is he American? What's his nationality? I don't yeah, he's he has an American accent. Yeah. Plays so, the old uh, Sabretooth in the X-Men movies. The UK is one of the few countries where girls binge drink more than boys. Seriously, okay, so yeah, aside from just bagging on their looks, the boys really have to step it up. Yeah, it's a, it's this ladette culture, the ladette culture of uh, of uh, British teens. Yeah, they're ladettes. <laughs> you know what? Come you on, know lads. what's hilarious about that fucking term? <laughs> the ladette. A female lad is a lady, not a ladette. <laughs> fucking retards. So it made me think, though, why why do they drink with such reckless abandon in the UK? And I I don't know. I mean, we're joking about the whole thing about the attractiveness, even though I do think it's part of it. But is it because they, you know, people always say here, it's like we're repressed and that's why we drink so much because we have to wait till we're like 21. Right. In order Which is to why drink. we also drink in private because we're so repressed. So we get, we get just as drunk, but we like hide 
it's our puritanical ethics here. Yeah, That's why Puritans. we hide behind it. Um, but in the UK, though, I mean, much like every other country, I was looking at this up here. You can start drinking when you're 18 in public. I guess the pubs will serve you once you turn 18, which I think is normal. Yeah, that's yeah. 21 is way too old. You know, looking at this, countries that you have to be 21 in order to drink. Here it is. Look at this. United States, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, <laughs> Kazakhstan, and Indonesia. These are all like Islamic religious. I'm actually surprised. Theocracies. You, yeah, they're theocracies. I'm surprised you're allowed to drink at all in some of those countries because they're so Yeah, I thought they Muslim, would. Ban- yeah, right? I thought like uh, like Pakistan. I didn't think you'd be able to drink at all. Hmm. Interesting. So I guess assume, I can put that back on my vacation plan list. There's like eight countries here on this list that you have to wait till you're 21. It's ridiculous. All the other countries, you know, there's a couple you have to wait till you're 20, like Japan. But What's most the countries, 18. Um, I guess you'd say none. There's some that are just none, like uh, <laughs> Cambodia. Three years old, drinking Jameson. Armenia, Switzerland. Or no, not Switzerland, actually. Swaziland. I was wrong yeah. about that. <laughs> Those are different places, yeah. D. Uh, Uruguay. I got my tickets to Swaziland. I can't wait for the chocolate and meatballs. Drinking uh, at the age of three? I don't think uh, <laughs> you might want to get that refunded. Swaziland. Actually, you're going to Swaziland. You might get AIDS. <laughs> you better get your fucking inoculations. Sweet. The um, problem with Switzerland is they're not on the euro. They're on the franc. And... Everything is expensive, and but then also the exchange rate is terrible. So you just really end up like wasting a lot of money there. It says uh, these laws apply only to drinking alcoholic beverages in public locations. The only country with a minimum legal age for consuming alcohol at home is the United Kingdom, which prohibits drinking below the age of six. <laughs> so apparently, if you're a five-year-old in the UK, you cannot drink according to law. Like you go over to your friend's house and his five-year-old just boozing it up and you get all judgmental. Governor, can I have a point? He's uh, only five years old, mate. Sorry, mate. You're only five years old. You're <laughs> just wait a year. Apple juice. Wait a year. Next year, you can drink all the cider you want. Just wait a year. Then you can have a pint. <laughs> Six. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching fucking Romper Room, just putting away a six-pack. The thing is, though, the fact that you have to have a law like this means that your country has a fucking drinking problem. Yeah, so somebody was doing it. Somebody was boozing up the three-year-old to get it to sleep. Like someone didn't want to drink alone, so they took yeah. their toddler out and they're like, here's a point for you, point for me. <laughs> it's like, you're going to become a man at an early age. It's like, uh, you guys have an issue there. And uh, I agree with Wackerly here. I think, um, you know, it's, I think it has to do with... Uh, with men being so unattractive in your country. I also think it's because the pubs close so early that, uh, you know, you got to get as many in as possible in a short amount of time. And that's the recipe for being super drunk. So you're saying they're just slamming, they're slamming drinks. They're drinking as fast as possible. (laughs) Wouldn't you, you know, you get to the bar at seven and it's going to close in three hours. What time do the pubs close? Like 10 or 10 30. I didn't know. Oh, okay, like so they close, but the, the clubs are open later, though, right? Yeah, but the, this is what everybody told me when I was there. Like, oh, the clubs are open later. I'm like, but where are the clubs? You can't find them. And then when you do find one, it's packed with wall-to-wall people because everybody from all the pubs went to the club because they wanted to keep drinking, and now you can't get in. Or it's some creepy gay club, like some Bender nightclub. Oh, like, I don't uh... care about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> when in Rome. Maybe, get, maybe I get a beer bot for me. Yeah. For once. Get boofed. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm sorry you're not going to... Your country has a drinking problem, and that's why you can't drink on trains. Fucking control yourself in public. You know, we get wasted here, too, but you don't see me, like, puking in the street, eating french fries off the ground, shitting myself. Sometimes you do. Occasionally. <laughs> I seem to remember you falling and hitting your head on a curb one time. I did have a concussion from drinking one time. Yes, I did. And I stopped drinking for like two weeks because of it. Oh, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Is that day. what's going to happen in the UK? Like if they're on their best behavior for two weeks, then they can drink on trains again? You know what's going to happen? They're just going to be, they're just going to sneak alcohol on trains. No one's yeah. going to enforce like it. Like everybody does. Yeah, no it's one's like going to I mean, it's like how, you know, oh, drugs are, quote, illegal. Like, yeah, yeah but everybody just gets them on the black market and hides it. Yeah. It's a, and, and do you really see the bobbies patrolling the trains? No. You know, so Train I assume cop. they're still going to be doing it, but I just, uh, I wonder, you know, who knows? Maybe they're, maybe they'll start breathalyzing people before you can even get to the platform. <laughs> then people will just drink and drive more. Oh, I'm wasted. I can't get on the train. <laughs> I guess I'll just drive my lorry. I mean, if they're, if they're making laws to prevent toddlers from drinking, the country has a drinking problem. So, uh, I don't know. Sorry about that there, UK. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, people, this is episode 472 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. You send us your stories. We discuss them here on the show. If we give you credit, uh, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. You send it to uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com or submit the via the Facebooks or the Twitters. Um, we got some good ones here for this week. Um, before we get to our first story, here's a word from uh, adamandeve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So this story came in from a listener from the UK, Jim Dog. Jim Dog from the UK. He's probably wasted right now. Jim Dog. He probably looks like uh, like Simon Pegg, but Jim Dog, get your head out of the toilet. <laughs> he probably looks like Simon, like a Faz baby version of Simon Pegg, all pale and pasty. Um, Jim Dog writes, "At least they drove him to the bus stop after stealing his bollocks." Sick love. Jim Dog, UK. Um, yeah, this guy got his nuts stolen. A married TV presenter. He's a famous uh, Russian news personality here. He takes a mystery blonde stranger to a sauna, then woke up without his testicles. <laughs> Do you ever go to one of those? Do you ever take a girl to one of those like public hot tub places? Uh, no. <laughs> Have you done that? No, but I've heard of people doing it. That's why I hoped you'd say yes. It's like, would you like to come with me and get, you know, a staph infection in your vagina? <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> I uh, worked with a guy at uh, the Roaring Twenties at that strip club in San Francisco. Uh, remember that guy, Tweaky Brian, that wore sunglasses? That weird guy. Yes. With a kid. That yeah, dude. Yeah, a kid, and we went to visit him in his studio apartment that one time, and it was very weird. It was very awkward. Because we were, like, doing drugs, and his baby was in a 
crib in his studio. In the closet, though, that he converted into a, like a little it's baby the, room. It's the baby's room. Yeah. Really? There's no windows. and It's really small and dark. Dude always, yeah, wore, baby's room. Dude always wore sunglasses. He's a weird guy. Um, that dude used to uh, romance women at the Valencia Garden. I think it's, yeah, Valencia Gardens or Van Ness Gardens. The mm-hmm. uh, sauna up on, um, anyway, he went there. This is on uh, Van Ness Street in San Francisco. He went there one time and he got a horrible rash. Like exactly. all over his body. I mean, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. I mean, that guy, he's tw- his name is Tweaky Brian, you would expect. But I've often heard people that you wouldn't expect say, hey, like, oh, what did you guys do? You know, oh, I went on a date. Well, what did you guys do last night? And like people that you wouldn't expect, you're like, well, I took her to the hot tub gardens. Well, gays do it all the time. Don't they go to the well, bathhouses? Once again. It's different. <laughs> My brother it's different. said it. It's not. A, yeah. When Jeffrey says he's doing, I'm like, yeah. What did you think I thought you were doing? Jeffrey's had hot tub rash a few times. But it, he says it's from the hot tub. <laughs> right. Anyway. But it, no, but it'll be like, you know, what a librarian, you know, or something will be like, oh, we went to the public hot tub. It was very romantic. Like, what I don't Ugh. get about that, though, do you get like a private room or is everybody just kind of in a big no, hot tub? I think it's a private room. Which See, makes it grosser, because if it was a big, like, everybody goes in the hot tub at the hotel, but there's other people there. But the problem is that it's private, because you're like, of course the people who were in here before you, like, were jizzing all over the place in this hot tub. That's the thing. Don't you think if women go in there, they might get pregnant? I think the hot, the heat kills the sperm. <laughs> the chlorine? Yeah, yeah. I, I've always found that gross. I'm, I'm too... It would be <laughs> if it was like just body temperature cum bath. I'm too much of a, a germaphobe, though, to step into. Like, it freaks me out going to like a public hot tub at like a, a casino, like in Vegas. It freaks me out. Yeah, you just have to be drunk enough. Yeah, if you're drunk enough, you do it. So this guy here, though, this guy was committing an act of infidelity. Uh, Russian police believe that Dmitry Nikolaev was targeted by a criminal gang that was selling organs on the black market. He, um, he was a married TV presenter. He took a mystery blonde stranger to a sauna. So he was going to hook up guy. in the sauna. He kissed her. He said he just passed out and then uh, woke up without his nuts. No balls. Sans bollocks. Which, uh, is the, is the Im- implication here that they were stealing his nuts to sell for a transplant on the black market? As they say, the Russian police think that there's a criminal gang selling balls on the black market. If I lost my balls in like a <laughs> lawnmower accident, well, let me ask you. <laughs> I mean, would you really go through the trouble of like getting a transplant? Like have some Russian guy's nuts up in your sack? I would probably just get nudicles. You know those things yeah. they give dogs, like fake, yeah, realistic, yeah, fake-looking nuts. Or maybe I wouldn't. Why do we even care that it, what it looks like? You just wouldn't want nuts. I mean, I mean, I want my nuts now because they serve a purpose. But you know, if I was in an accident, it's not like if you know, if I if I got my hand cut off, I would wear a fake hand so as not to freak people out. But you know, my wife already knows that my nuts are gone from being in this accident. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just, it's just weird. Like I think she knows they're I, fake. I guess it'd be weirder for you to pull your pants down, not say anything about it. And you got these weird like plastic nuts. Because then or it's like it's like wearing a. I mean, they, is it just the, is it just the actual? Is it a whole different sack? Because they'd have to like match your skin tone, right? <laughs> yeah, like you have to get white balls. balls. <laughs> do you think? Do you think the Russian gang here is like? Well, we got black balls. We got white balls. <laughs> yeah. 
We got a yellow Olive balls. skin balls. That's uh, <laughs> not the proper nomenclature, dude. Yellow. It's kind of like wearing a toupee, though, if you get fake balls. Like, who are you trying to fool? You know, I mean, she knows. She's like, uh, these don't taste like regular balls. They don't feel like regular balls. What if she starts spending a lot of time, like, caressing and sucking your balls after you get the transplant? And you're like, wait a minute. This is kind of like you're cheating on me. You never did they... this with not... never did this with my balls. What if they come off in her mouth? Nine one one. So this guy here, Dmit- Dmitry Nikolov, thirty years old from Moscow, he was out drinking at his local bar when an attractive woman approached him. Struck, struck up <laughs> that a conversation. Been the first sign. That that's what freaks me about out about Russia though, because you know there's like criminals just run that country. I mean, you look at fucking Putin. That guy is a crime lord. He's murdering the opposition. Murdering as we speak. the opposition. It just, I saw that some. Just happened. You always see these statistics. I read it again because they just recycle the same articles all the time. Where it says something like, "You know, the United States has five percent of the world's population, but we have like twenty five percent of the prison population." You, ever, you saw that? I have seen that like that before. But it makes sense, though, because we actually incarcerate our prisoners. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> that's implying that we have a problem. The real problem is all these other countries, the criminals are just roaming about. And, I, and not even roaming, they're elected officials, and it's fine. Right. It's Everything. like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean. It's like, well, that guy murdered some people. Yes, but we still voted for him. <laughs> he drinks he's, a lot of vodka. He's very good with the budget. <laughs> But that's the thing. That's what freaks me out about Russia. Like, I would never go there on my own. I wouldn't just like. Yeah, go, you need to do I'm the gonna, buddy system. I'm going to go to Moscow just by myself. Like, I would be nervous about that. It'd freak me out. Right. You know, I mean, you, it would be. We would We would probably wait at least like four months before we said anything. Like, well, D never came back. <laughs> yeah, just he's probably still over there doing something. It would be like six months before we actually started to make inquiries. Yeah, I mean, you probably would never find the corpse again. I would just you be never annoyed find that like, I, you were making me like watch your cat. I'd be like, I don't want to watch this cat anymore. I got to really find out what happened to him. <laughs> unload this cat back onto him. You wouldn't go uh, do a Liam Neeson and Taken? No. Try to find? <laughs> no. I'm going to find him. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what freaks me out about Russia. It's like, you know, and that's the thing too. It's like they have some of the most beautiful women in the world there. So it's like if I'm sitting at a bar by myself, a tourist, not knowing even how to speak the language or any of their customs. Right. And some and hot girl beautiful model hot girl like walks up is like, hey, you want to, we always go hang out in the sauna. You want to come over to the sauna <laughs> and, uh, you know, have a couple of vodkas over there? In any uh, country, if that happens to you, including this one, uh, you got it. It's Something's suspect. Up. Yeah, it's suspect. So this guy was like, sweet. They hailed a taxi. They went to a nearby sauna. He had a beer. They kissed. Next thing he remembers is waking up, feeling an acute pain below the waist and noticing blood on his underwear. She had like one of those like tooth capsules from Dune. Yeah. She must have like slipped. That's it's Yeah. That, that is some spy shit going on here. Femme fatale kind of shit. That's the other thing is like, you know, the KGB like, oh, it's totally gone. But you know, all those people are still around just skulking about in the corners. And training spies. Didn't they find a Russian spy in the in New York? Some beautiful chick. It was yeah. like about three years ago. Probably. KGB trained spy. Um, so this guy doesn't even remember anything. He says uh, when he arrived at the hospital, doctors told him that he'd been drugged and his testicles were removed by someone who they say was an expert in castration. I still want to know if they got the scrotal sack. Who? who the, uh, you, well, obviously they cut off the whole scrotum. 
<laughs> well, maybe they, maybe they just t- cut a little slit and popped the balls out. I don't think they just took the ball. I think they just cut off the, the bollocks, the sack, and the balls, the whole package <laughs> here. Yeah. He's got but a hot dog. You got to wonder, though, what, what are they doing? Like, are they selling nuts? Because I don't, I can understand selling liver. You know, like you wake up and you're, you got a, in your abdomen stitches because they took Well, that's your liver, what I was talking kidneys. about before. If I lost my liver, like, of course I'd want a transplant because it serves a function to keeping me alive. But balls? Yeah, it's just weird to me. So then I'm wondering, maybe they're just a group that turns people into eunuchs. Hmm. You know, like they're big fans of Game of Thrones, like Varys is their favorite character. It's like, let's just make everybody Varys, you know, <laughs> bald, ballless men. Yeah. Like bald men without a scrotum. Yeah, he's a great character. I wouldn't go to this length, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that cool. Um, he said, Dimitri here said, I thought it was just a cut. But doctors told me that my testicles had been completely removed. If I wake up from drinking and I like, oh, I think there's a cut on my nuts. <laughs> I'm flipping out. Even if somebody hasn't removed my my sack. If I woke up and there's blood on my underwear, the first thing I'd be looking at is my dick's still there. I'd be freaking out. I would yell at my wife first. Be like, you're on your fucking period again. I told you to put a pad in. He spent hours in intensive care where doctors underwent a second operation to close the wound. Apparently, the skin was originally cauterized and it was a clean cut. We don't need to get into details here. I'm going to barf. The the surgeons believe the culprit was either a doctor or a veterinarian. (laughs) Veterinarian. But the worst part about it, he gets home and he has to go tell his wife because he was cheating on his wife. Like This is like the worst punishment for infidelity I can imagine here. Right. He, he goes home, he has to tell his wife that he was forced to undergo emergency surgery on his nuts because of a sudden serious illness. <laughs> is that the excuse that he made? Do you think she bought it? No. I mean, well, I would now, fake a car. I would, I would drive my car into a, into a light pole. Well, I mean, it's it's bad enough, like, going to a strip club or something, coming home, and you smell, like, coconut oil, or you have glitter on your face. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the glitter. Or you, got a, or you got a hickey, and you got to tell your wife, like, oh, no, this, it's a rash. You know, I don't, I don't know where I got it. Because you imagine coming home, and it's like, I have no balls. The thing about the hickey is, like, yeah, I sorry, I was making out with a teenager. Because <laughs> who the fuck <laughs> gives hickeys anymore? I Drunk hate girls. that shit. Drunk girls do that. I know, and I fucking hate it. It's, it's like, awful. no, no, dude, we're, we're, we're adults. Don't give me a fucking hickey. They think it's funny. They're, they're yeah. drunk and they think it's funny. It's like, oh, I gave you a hickey. Because it's not even your significant other that you're cheating on. It's like, you got to go to work and like all your coworkers are like, nice hickey, dude. Were you at the drive-in? <laughs> I bet this happens busy? all the time in the UK because girls are so drunk. You get a hickey with their snaggle teeth. It's like all weird looking. <laughs> Wait, like, I thought we retracted this position. I'm saying girls are wasted. Okay. So, and they have bad teeth because it's the UK. Well, they're we're not you retracting hickey. the bad teeth. Yeah. They're, nah, they're that, that happens. British smiles. Yeah. British smiles. But anyway, this guy's like, yeah, sorry, babe. I, I don't have balls anymore. Um, I would, I would stage a bike accident because people always lose their nuts on their bikes. I know. Yeah. You know, makes me not want to ride my bike Yeah, anymore. I would say I slipped and it. fell and I hit my, my nuts on the bar and I, they had to get taken out. What about just not saying anything? Well, that's going to be find weird. Out. Well, just, I mean, I don't know. With your fake nutsack? It's like three years later. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Didn't you used to have testicles? Yeah, but no. don't you think she would say something? She goes down there, there's just no balls. Yeah, but let's be realistic. I mean, how long have they been together? And how yeah, all, that's how often thing. is she going down yeah, there about, at all? He's probably got a couple years. You might be able to keep it, uh, keep it on the DL for life. 
At least till like Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know, he's got probably about a year. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know what to do uh, when you lose your nuts. That's just like, God, I mean, it sucks. You, you got to say it's like, oh, well, you got what you deserve for cheating on your wife. It's like, I mean, I can understand getting divorced, losing half of your belongings, losing half of everything you own, yeah. but I don't want to lose my balls. I wouldn't say he got what he deserved for cheating on his wife. I'd say he gets what he deserved for thinking that some hot lady is just going to come up to you at the bar and want to go fuck you. Like, it's the, you're an idiot. It's the vodka that clouds your reason. You're an idiot. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Uh, this one's from Nige. Nige. I suspect his short for Nigel. He dropped one letter. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Nigel. I think that's Nige. the nickname, though, for guys named Nigel. Right, but it, you're not saving a lot of typing or even voice effort by just by saying Nigel. Nige. He says, 50 shades of brown, more like it. <laughs> I think you can tell where this is going already. The, the article author, reporter, uh, didn't just go for the obvious thing, which is way better. But the art, the title is Fifty Shades of Gray Faces at Cinema Stench. Fifty Shades it's of like, Gray Face. Come on, dude. Yeah, come on, dude. Come just on. go for the brown reference. You you know the Daily Mail would have been like, oh yeah, this is uh, Fifty Shades of Brown. This person's like, I read the War Against Cliche five times. <laughs> I'm using the gray faces analogy for my headline fuck you they wonder why newspapers are dying uh well it's about 50 shades of gray <laughs> oh i had no idea cinema viewing yeah. uh Clever they, pun. i could just, just read all the quotes and i don't even have to tell the story first quote is from one of the uh, cinema goers i assume this is in the uk she says <laughs> that's not part of the quote but that's me saying that Says she lost control of everything, including all bodily fluids. The whole cinema stank, said one disgruntled cinema goer. <laughs> Another quote We all expected to see Christ Christian Grey uh, gag Anastasia as part of the plot. We certainly didn't expect to be gagging ourselves because of the stench. That is a made up quote. Nobody said that to her, the reporter. <laughs> She fucking made that shit up. Gagging ourselves. Yeah, this is the, the reporter's making a joke here. Was this a crowded theater? Like a sold out theater? Oh, of theater? course. Very popular film. Wow. Good imagine <laughs> So that. some lady went to see it all wasted. Uh, which, once again, the UK, right? They have a problem with this. Women getting drunk. I wonder. She, so she gets drunk every time she has sex, so she wants to go see a movie about sex. To get so horny. equally yeah. wasted. Uh, and she was probably, what, like 17? Doesn't say. They don't name and shame, which they should. While the faces of the audience went gray with nausea, staff rushed to remove the woman. <laughs> <laughs> Another source added, I'm not sure of her age, but she's so drunk she couldn't move. She practically had to be carried out, and the mess she left behind was just disgusting. So, there so was no... Sorry, yeah, go ahead. What happens here? Like, uh, you're, you're sitting in the theater, you're watching the movie, next thing you know, you hear this farting sound, and it just smells like feces. Do you get up and grab the usher? What do you do? Do you put your, 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 your shirt leave. over your yeah. nose? <laughs> I wouldn't be like... I would just leave. I would start throwing popcorn at her. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would do... I would be upset <laughs> from watch my movie. From way far away. You'd have to be, like, moving, like, past the... 
the cloud front of the smell. What what happens if you're sitting next to her? I mean, would I you think should... it's called a fighting retreat? <laughs> <laughs> what if you're sitting next to her? Yeah. What if it's your date? What do you do? That's a, uh, yeah, that's a good no. thought experiment. <laughs> You get your date really wasted. Well, what, what happens is you think you're going to get her like a little bit drunk and then you're going to go watch this movie and she'll be all horned up and then you'll have sex. But uh, this often happens. Any guy will know you, 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 uh, you get her past the point. You, well, you, your you know. calibration isn't off, is off, right? It is off. And uh, yeah, so you end up getting either yourself or, you know, most likely yourself and her. We're not talking about some kind of Bill Cosby situation here, <laughs> like not where you stay sober, she gets drunk, but you're both getting drunk, and you're like, "Oh fuck, we're too wasted," and she's especially too wasted. How often do you think that happened to Cosby, though? Like he drugs him, and like girls just loses control of her bowels. Uh, I'm a Cosby truther, by the way. <laughs> so you might want to know that. But this and this is part of it. Like he's making it's a too pop. easy to get the yeah. You don't want. <laughs> It's too easy to have the girl become a melted pudding pop and just be barfing everywhere. This whole thing where you're like getting girls wasted and then fucking them, it just doesn't seem like, I mean, apart from the morality of it, which is bad, it doesn't seem like a good plan. Yeah, but I think some people get off on just a you know lifeless body having sex with that. Not, I'm not saying necrophilia, but just like someone who's completely submitted to them. Like they, they are in complete submission because they can't do anything. Haven't you yeah. seen that porn where it's like guy has sex with a sleeping girl and it's like the girl's pretending to sleep while the guy's banging her? Yes, I have seen that, which is why I'm worried about people looking at my browser history now that I know <laughs> that that's going to define my whole life if I die. The thing is with my this, browser history right now. The thing is with movie theater drinking, because I like to drink in, in movies. I don't drink to the point of like excess where I'm wasted, but I'll, like, I usually sneak in a tall boy. Because I just like drinking when I'm Are you the movie. asshole who then drops the can and it goes clunk and then it turns sideways and rolls all the way the fuck down and you have to hear it the whole time? It's rolling over, uh, underneath everybody's feet? Well, sort of. What I do, I don't drop the can, but I put the can down very quietly and then I accidentally kick it because I move my <laughs> same, leg. Same same. That's, that's what happens to me. Yeah. But the thing is that when you're drinking, like you sneak whiskey into a theater you're just trying to, like, you're just drinking really quickly or you're pouring it into your soda. You don't know how much you're drinking. No. Especially with a girl. Like, a girl's like, you know, next thing you know, girls have a, typically a lower tolerance than guys. She's wasted, shitting herself in the seat next to you. And then what do you do? Uh, that's when you go back on Tinder and find another date. <laughs> do you move to another <laughs> row? Yeah, I wonder what you'd do. Like, would you move a couple rows back and be like, I don't know who she is. Uh, yeah. She's passed out. I pretend to go to the bathroom and then come back and just sit somewhere else and hope nobody notices that I used to be with her. The gentlemanly thing to do would be probably to take her out of the theater and then bring her home, which sucks because now you got to like deal with the, her shitty ass. I don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> Put her in the bathtub and turn the shower on. I think hear. I would, what I would do is I would just go get the usher and be like, I don't know who this girl is. She just, she's passed out. Can you take care of this? And I just slip out, especially if it's just the first Tinder date, you know? This actually happened on Valentine's Day. So oh. the audience was full of romantic couples who had gone to see the movie together. <laughs> who, the, who the fuck goes to see this with like their girlfriend or wife? Yeah, but they, that's what the producers planned, though, because that movie opened on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it did Day. Uh, open on Valentine's Day. One couple says, it was an absolute disaster. There's nothing less romantic than seeing a woman be violently ill everywhere. <laughs> Some people think it's romantic. Because I've so, seen those movies too. Yeah, I was about to say, what about if you're really into scat? Like, don't you think like, well, this is awesome. 
scat and vomit porn. It's like a, it's like I'm seeing Fifty Shades of Brown in 3D. Right. They you should know? make a follow-up trilogy. <laughs> Fifty Shades Where, of Brown. Yeah, they could call it that. But it really is about a guy, you know, like some businessman who's like <laughs> his secretary. Ooh, Mister Smithers or Willington, whatever. And then he takes her back. I have a very uh, strange desire. <laughs> he just opens up his like room and has a giant gold toilet right over his face. I picture this to be the German version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Just a shiza film. Fifty Shades of Grey. Right, Fifty Shades it. of Shiza. Anyway, so some woman shit herself in a movie theater. That's a story, right? There you go. So this, but so the thing is, what happened? Did they shut the theater down? Like, yeah, did they, they evacuate? shut the theater down. Somebody, I didn't highlight this quote, but somebody said there was no way to clean it without like calling in some professional like crime scene cleaners. So what was she? She must have been wearing a skirt, and then shit just like came <laughs> okay. just out. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, if she this was wearing a family pants, podcast, if she was wearing pants. This wouldn't have happened. I know would have been contained, especially yeah. the drain pipes. Well, my sister wears really tight jeans. She shits herself, not regularly, but probably I'd say once a month. <laughs> More than a normal adult should. Ste- Stephanie shits herself at least once a month. I mean, she has irritable bowels. Right. But she said that it's great that she wears such tight pants because it contains it. And then she can tell Jeremy like to get a cab and they can go home. I think that can backfire, though, because it's like... Uh... If there's no room for the poop to collect, if they're too tight, it might like shoot out of the bottom of the pants at high velocity because it's such a small stream. You know, it's like, it's like if you have like a bucket with a big hole, you know, the water will kind of like fall Ooh, out. Yeah. But if you a- have a bucket with a little tiny hole, sometimes the water will like shoot out. And we're far. presuming here, she's definitely having liquid shit. This is, there's no solids in there. <laughs> So it's hard to contain a liquid shit. You know, she needs those, uh, what are those, un- that underwear that like... Depend. Uh, no, there's a specific kind of underwear that uh, people with... Um, a diaper. Yeah, well, it's not really a diaper, but I guess technically it would be. But people that have, um, you know, bowel problems like, like Crohn's disease, they have to wear this underwear that just captures all the poo. So it's like you're just basically mm-hmm. walking around with just a, a shit-filled a diaper. diaper. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess I could... It's a horrible disease. <laughs> it is a horrible disease. to be disease. made fun of. Yeah, no, it's got to be awful. Anyway, I guess that would ruin the movie. I'd be upset though. Like, would you? Would you wait? Sure. Like, if they were like, you know what? Just we'll give you free popcorn, or here's some milk duds. Just go sit in the lobby, and then we're gonna clean it, and you'll get back in here. We can watch the rest of the movie. Or would you say, fuck it? I just want a refund. I'd want a refund. The mood mm-hmm. is ruined. Because that's the reason these guys went to see it with their girlfriends, right? Because they thought they were going to get some sexy time. I mean, do they literally think, like, can I beat your ass when we get home? Yeah, no, I mean, but I think they're trying to turn her on. Like, she wants to get all sexed up. And next thing you know, girl fucking shits herself in front of you. Ruins your whole plan. I thought I was going to get punched the vagina later. But now she ruined it. Shitty cock blocker. But she is. You know what? The first time I went and saw, the first time I ever saw Nick Cave is, is at the Warfield in San Francisco yeah. back like, yourself? I think it was probably early 2000s, maybe 2000, first time I ever saw Nick Cave. And uh, it was a packed show, staying there, like uh, general admission, and some girl was wasted and shit herself. Like she shit her pants, and the whole crowd just like moved away, yeah. and there's shit like all over the ground. And uh, <laughs> Did somebody do like a comical like, 
shaggy, like slipping and sliding, <laughs> slipping and sliding in the in the poop, where their like arms are windmilling around. Nick Cave kept playing. I mean, the show was was going, but the big like circle opened up, and she was just sitting, like she was in it, like she fell in it, like collapsed in the poo. Oh, and her friend was trying like her friend was like, oh, my God. And then they went and got an usher. She was we couldn't even stand. They had to move her out. And then they like mopped the floor and we continued did, watching the show. Did Nick Cave stop singing? No, he kept, he kept singing. Somebody did a poo in the mosh pit. <laughs> Mate. He's Australian, right? I think he I think he definitely saw it because he's like playing piano, singing his song. He looks over and you see big <laughs> and, the, you know, in the pit. It's not a pit, but it's like right right up front by the stage. It's like a big circle opened up. And I think it was like, uh, well, you, you, know, know, you know who would have noticed immediately? Mick Jagger? Ray Charles. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, they have a heightened, the heightened sense other, of smell. Their other, all of their other. They might have heard it before anybody did. The enhanced olfactory sense, like. Do you think he would have like stopped playing the song and just been like, My somebody shit themselves in here? More. Hey, what's that? <laughs> Seems like somebody shit themselves. <laughs> anyway, it was disgusting. And on Craig, I know that smell. On Craigslist, uh, the next day, remember when people used to post uh, like in uh, the misconnections or whatever in Craigslist? It was popular. People uh -huh. were just being like, to the girl who shit herself at the Nick Cave concert, you're disgusting. And it's like all these people were uh, ragging on her. Yeah. So, yeah, I would have been upset about that. Anyway, people, you should probably not shit yourself at movies. I think if you're going to drink there, drink like a beer. Don't drink like a whole fifth of vodka. It's weird when somebody drinks so much that they shit themselves. Like that's a really that's a special event. And puking every, you know, every day, all day. People are puking from alcohol, but when you drink so much that you just violently poop I think G was involved. Like usually you do uh, GHB and that's when you lose control of your bodily functions. Yeah. Whenever so, I do GHB, that happens. It's probably, that's probably what happened here. Uh, people send your story to Singer on Podcast, Hamlet.com. Got a few phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Call us at any time. Leave a message. We appreciate that. Uh, before we get to our first call, here's another word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word Diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, and you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. So we got a few phone calls to get to. We got an email as well. 206-666-3846 uh, is that number. Yeah, Waggerly, the first call we got here is about Mexico. D and Lance, first-time caller, long-time listener. Love you guys' podcast. I think you're jerks, though. But uh, calling because I have a weird story about when I lived in Mexico. Uh, I lived on a place that had a sort of a ranch. A lot of Mexican places have a, uh, a, a walled-off area that uh, sort of keeps weird people out. Anyhow, Keeps the Mexicans in, out. we were renting a place that was deadly cheap. 
But uh, one of the deals with the place was that you had to have, well, that there was some pigs and a goat. They were all penned up together. And uh, what would happen, which was pretty messed up, was this uh, goat would rape the pigs. And uh, so he would headbutt them. Is that where a chihuahua comes from? Could be. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but those are some weird fucking dogs, chihuahuas. Like, I, I just, I don't even know why people like them. Like, they're not an attractive animal. It's like any dog. There's certain ones that are good and certain ones that are bad. They yeah, live a long time. But they're good. so frail and just disgusting. Like, they look like some kind of weird alien I mean, what do you creature. Mean, what do you mean frail? You, you, could step, you could step on that dog and kill it. I mean, I could do that to a beagle. You couldn't if you stepped on a beagle. I don't think you'd kill it. But with a chihuahua, is that a is, is that a dare? No. I, what I'm saying is, there fat women, probably women that Leonard Nimoy photographs, have sat like could sit on a chihuahua and kill it, mm. and not even know because it's so small. Whereas a beagle, if you sat on the beagle, they'd be like, oh, there's something under my ass. I'm not. I'd get up and before mm. I suffocated it. But a goat pig, it's a different story. Repeatedly until they would give up the ass, and then he would rape them. And I didn't know goats did that. I didn't know pigs would let it happen. I mean, these are big pigs, too. These are like hogs. So sometimes I'd be sleeping. I have a dream. I wake up from Jersey a dream. Leonard Nimoy trying to take a picture of <laughs> why did Why did Leonard Nimoy do Get out the- of here. That's, that's what the wall is for, to keep Leonard Nimoy out. Why did Leonard- He's always like skulking around that house. Why did Leonard Nimoy, instead of doing the full body project, do the goat pig project? There's just a bunch of, uh, a whole like photo um, project of just goats raping pigs. Never had a chance. He was about to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the sounds of pigs being raped by a goat. Oh, what does that so sound like? So if you can imagine, in my dream, sometimes I'd be talking to someone and they just go like... <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Something like like that. (laughs) Anyways, that's about as sick and wrong as I can think of. It's hard to uh, get to sleep. Anything's happened to me in the last while. Uh, I'm a caller from Japan. And shout out to uh, Shank and Johnny from Got Faded. Uh, My name's Adam in Tokyo. Later, boys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Great story there, Adam. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Got Faded is a good podcast. You know, those the, one of those guys from that uh, made a shirt design for us like years ago. They've, oh, they've yeah. been around. Yeah, they've been around a while too. Mm. Got Faded. Shout out. Oh, that's a great story. I, you know, I always, I guess, I never really thought about goats raping pigs. Are goats horny creatures? You know, like dogs are horny. I just, you know, you know, goats will eat anything. Do you think they'll just fuck anything? Sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any knowledge in this area. <laughs> That's scary. I mean, I wonder what would happen. Like if you're, cause this kid's a toddler. Do you think he ever got like raped by or attempted rape by a goat? No, I think he would have told us that as part of the story. As a kid in uh, South Africa, every white people, when I was growing up, white people always had big guard dogs to guard against the, the black people. This story better end up with you getting raped by a dog or I'm not, disappointed. I'm getting to that. So we had this Rottweiler that came like when we moved we moved to South Africa we had this house and the the people that owned that owned the house were like you know we can't take our dog with us can you just take the dog his name was Lancelot he was like a huge Rottweiler he's a cool Sweet. dog uh, not very intelligent he was just kind of he couldn't be trained he's just kind of a stupid dog 
But anyway, um, we used to like, you know, ride on his back because he was like such a big dog. But the one thing about Lancelot that sucked is that dog was super horny all the time. He was never, he was never castrated. He never fixed him. So you'd know, like me and my sister would be just out playing and then you'd see Lancelot just walk out with this fucking big red rocket hanging out. And then it was like, oh shit. And we tried to run to the house and he would just run and tackle you and just start raping the shit out of your back. Just rubbing his red cock on your back. And then my mom would come out with Did a Did it broom. ever slip in? Well, no, I was wearing pants. And he wouldn't pull my pants off. Short pants? <laughs> he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't even trying to rape my ass. It was like he was just rubbing like on the back of my head or on, the, on my back. Well, he hadn't found out about it yet. <laughs> not <laughs> then, like he would, it's not like he wouldn't be raping your ass if he knew it was there. And then, then my mom would run out with a broom and be like, oh, Lancelot. Oh. And then the rabbi would be like, oh, oh Lancelot's playing. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked hands. though dude because as a kid i remember both stephanie and i i'm sure it happened well jeffrey actually liked it but uh, but it happened to both uh, me and my sister we'd get scratches like all over our back so you know as a kid <laughs> you know it, it it bothered me for a while but surprise child protective dogs. services never got involved oh think, they were just playing with the dog he's hmm. he's playing oh lancelot's very funny yeah, it sucked, dude. I just remember we eventually had to get rid of the dog. Not because of the raping. Uh, the, he bit a neighbor, so they got rid of him. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't a very bright dog. and I just remember that dog was huge, though, and especially I was like four, and you'd just see that dog come out with his fucking red rocket, and it was like we'd try to run as fast as we could into the That's house. how you learned about sex. It is how I learned about sex, the hard way. <laughs> the high, hard way. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for sh sharing with us what that story here is. Now we know what a goat pig sounds like, or goat raping a pig. Um, Next time, actually record it on your phone. Yeah. Or, you know, if you ever go back there, that's some YouTube material all over it. It's yes. great because people love those funny goat videos or yeah. goats yelling like humans. How about goats raping pigs? Right. Be, be viral. Um, here's another call from uh, someone that you might know. Oh, hello, rat, wacko, me. It's me, Tom. I delivered Chinese food to your house a full day ago. The bill come to the total of twelve ninety five. You cheap motherfucker give me thirteen dollars talking about oh keep it to change. I'm a generous. So it's more like fuck you, you cheap fucking Jew. Oh wait a minute, that's not you. That's a D timer. This is the best That's Asian accent I've ever heard. Fucking Jew. Motherfucker. Is there a point to this call? Anyway, motherfucker. No. Next time you call and have a delivery, the order is a twelve but ninety five proper tip thirty two dollar. Do not disappoint me. <laughs> or next time you're gonna get the extra cream of some young guy. Anyway, should I cut it off or he keeps going like this for a while? Uh, yeah, you should probably cut it off. <laughs> I, you know, I don't even know where to begin with what's wrong with that call. Because uh, there's no, there's no like, there's no well, reference to anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why would you call that in? Like, that's what it's I'm just wondering. trying out his new material. It sounds like. Yeah, but I mean, th th this material doesn't have a point. I mean, he's if, workshopping uh, it. Yeah, I guess he's workshopping this new Asian impersonation <laughs> act. But, uh, but well, it's but, not just—I mean, come on—it's not just the Asian impersonation. It's the whole—it's a sketch about a 
Asian delivery driver. But okay, but won't what's the him. premise here? So he delivered he delivered like twelve ninety five dollars worth of Chinese food to your house. I don't think we really need to break it down. <laughs> you didn't give a tip, but it's not funny. I'm gonna say what's funny it. or interesting about it. Yeah, but then he gets to say the funny, you know, Chinese food name that sounds like semen. Okay, so he's saying that's that the punchline. Okay, all right. Um, I think you need to work on your act a little. You bit You may want to call in guy. like Louis C.K. or Chris Rock to like punch up the material. That's I think I'm this saying. guy needs a writer. I think he needs somebody. Couple to, writers. A couple Maybe writers, a writers to just to work on this act. I, I mean, yeah. I understand where you're going with it. It's the whole. Hear me out, guys. Thing. He gets the coffee and the donuts. Guys, guys, hear me out. All right, here's the concept. <laughs> I'm an Asian delivery driver. And the podcast host didn't, t- or only tip me five cents. I want to make it kind of realistic. And but, then I sneak up on you with the punchline, cream of some young guy. But the problem, I don't know though, if maybe the first writer's comment would be that uh, typically Chinese dishes do not have cream in them. They don't really do milk <laughs> in that culture. So. But I think the other part is, you know, you, you get the host mixed up. Like, Wackerly's not Jewish. Right. So the whole being a oh, cheap a Jew didn't yeah. work either. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, compared to that call that we played first, that was an interesting story about goats raping pigs. And this one, I just don't think worked as well. Hmm. Try again. Try again. Try again. Yeah. You know, we'll, 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 we'll give you another shot. We'll give you another shot. Um, here's the last one. I mean, one. He, he did his best, and that's all that matters. Um, here's the, uh, here's the last call. Hi guys. This is, uh, Colin. I called in a while ago, uh, from Hartford and, uh, I called in a while ago and passed the phone to my friend Austin and told a story about, uh, his nutsack getting ripped open on the flagpole. So, um, a nutsack now I've got a totally different here. subject. I'd like to talk, uh, I guess ask your advice on, I heard a while back some of the episodes about, um, you know, how to combat the neighbors banging really loud because I'm not home very often, but I've just moved into an apartment complex and it's basically two, three times a day. And, uh, you know, I heard a lot of methods blasting sick and wrong, blasting some, uh, parody song or something, but, uh, I just like to, you know, know what's the most effective. So I have the right tools to combat this. Thanks. Uh, love the book, by the way. Take it easy. Hmm. I, we have discussed this on the show. Remember, um, remember that couple that used to bang in my old, uh, the old Sick and Wrong studio in the basement, and I wrote yeah, that screed. Yeah, I like, wrote a. Are you suggesting he wrote a screed? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what you need to do, you know what this guy needs to do. This is what I would do in this Should situation. Should you just write it right on a post-it note, or is this a Scotch tape situation. Scotch tape situation. I think what this guy you can should do. get the do, whole page filled up. Yeah, post-it notes you'd have to use a lot to get a proper screed. I think what, really what he should do, though, is he should record it. Like, go get, like, a handheld cassette recorder and record the sex and then leave, like, the tape attached to a message saying, this is what I hear three times a day. You know, please be considerate. And then leave the tape attached to the, uh, the note. A tape. Tape. How old are you? Forty years old. How old are you? What are you going to leave them? An MP3. <laughs> what are they going to play this tape on? Their Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to pop tape. it in the Walkman, the Sony Walkman, 
and uh, play it. You put a put a little cheap novelty USB drive. Tape that. Come on, it's 2015. You didn't even say a CD. You didn't even say a CD. You didn't even say a CD. A tape. How are you gonna? I guess I get okay. I guess you oh, can create <laughs> create a gramophone recording. I guess you could do that. I guess you could make a CD or get one of these <laughs> even novelty a CD. USBs. You're pretty dated, man. This novelty USB recording. I guess you could do that. I suppose you could do that. I, I like the old school tape method because <laughs> I still listen to tapes. Dust off my tape recorder here. Make an A track. <laughs> Hire hire a minstrel to wander by their room with his loot. But you should also send this tape to your landlord. Because that's the thing. It's like, who's going to believe you unless you can hear it? Or you know what you could do? Wait till the next time they're boning. And then just call your landlord. And just be like, hey, this is what I listen to every day. What would be funny is if you had one of those... Uh, I don't even know what they're called. But like uh, some like... Prague and like I don't know <laughs> electronica musicians have those things that like they'll record something and then they'll loop it and then you can like and then play it immediately back and like you know do all kinds of crazy sounds like that just Ooh, do that that would be actually pretty funny just record so, it with one of those things and then three minutes later like play it because everybody knows they sound ridiculous when they're having sex and if you started hearing it and you're like what wait that's me then you'd ruin their current sexual pleasure I kind of like where Wackily's going with this. This is probably better than my tape idea. I think what you should do is record their sex noises and then just play it at when they're not having sex. So they have, have to hear music coming or sounds coming from your apartment of them fucking. I like that in no way is there any suggestion that this guy could actually have loud sex of his own. <laughs> He's a sick and wrong fan. Uh, you know, I, I, I doubt it happens it. very often. He's probably uh, calling up one, one minute of loud sex. <laughs> oh, take that. <laughs> I imagine he's calling up women and impersonating Chinese people, not getting any sex because he's right. just offending them. So, calling uh, the sex line. Calling speaking sex line. Speaking of tapes. Doing his Chinese person joke. That's what you should do, dude. I totally agree. What you should do is record these people having sex and then from time to time, just blast it. Put your speakers on the wall and just blast the sound of them having sex when they're like eating dinner or watching TV. Mm. And then they got to be like, why are you recording us? This is fucking creepy. When their grandchildren are over. Yeah. No, then, then, because they'll think it's weird. They'll think it's creepy and then they'll probably stop. So I think that's what you should do. Fight them with their own medicine. That's what it is. How about you just buy them a ball gag? <laughs> a secret Santa gift. I don't think that's going to... I think you need to play the sounds of them fucking. And just don't... Live. I'm just trying to form a constructive solution. You know, everybody loves gifts. That doesn't involve cassette tapes? Plus, you could buy the ball gag on Adam and Eve. Using right, a yeah. coupon called Diddle. Diddle. Use Diddle. Anyway, people call Sigrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We have time for one email, then we got to get out of here. Uh, this came in from Scott. He says, nice to hear the chat about the Jewish bris. I'm not Jewish, but I'm having to be circumcised on Monday, the 2nd of March. Hopefully, British medical practices don't include sucking the blood from my penis. But next time I download your podcast, I'll be at least anatomically Jewish. Wish me luck. Ha ha. 
I've heard it's great once it heals. Apparently, it makes sex more intense. But I also read that nighttime erections come back on the second night, and it feels like the stitches will burst. Good times, I imagine. The operation at least comes with a sweet two-week-long sick note from work, so you better do uh, two decent podcasts to make my time off worth it. Scott. Why would you get circumcised at, like, if you didn't have to? Mega some medical reason. But what? I mean, it sounds to me like he's doing it to uh, make sex more intense. No, I think that's his consolation. Sounds like he's got some problem down there. No, there must... What, what? You know what the people that are anti-circumcision, they're, like, just, like, intensely anti-circumcision? No, the yeah, like the, the like the guy that we interviewed a long time ago that was, like an advocate for growing your foreskin back. He's just like butchering children. Right. You know? And, uh, but the thing is, it's like, I, I do, I do find it funny. They say it makes sex more intense. I've heard it the other way around. I've heard if you have a foreskin, you're, um, you have more sensation down there. Cause I mean, circumcision, you're cutting off like a big chunk of, you know, like a, a section of nerve endings. <laughs> so you think it numbs sex. I don't know. I mean, in the sense that like all of the skin down there has nerve endings. I've I've read that uh, dudes that are circumcised, like men who are circumcised, um, can hold back from coming longer than uh, guys that aren't. Mm -hmm. Because you know, you, if you think about it, you got like a sleeve, a dick sleeve that you're fucking in, so it's even it probably yeah. heightens. It's not rubbing sensation. up against your underwear all day long. So minute men probably have foreskins. You know, we can last longer because we're circumcised. So there's a reason to, to do it. And not to mention, you don't want to have a heathen dog penis. That's probably what happened. He probably pulled his dick out and the girl's like, ah, what is that thing? I think it's most disgusting. of the guys happen over there, though. It is true. I do wonder what the deal is. Do you think, um, you know what happens sometimes? You meet a Jewish girl and she's like, you got to convert. And then the rabbis are like, okay, so uh, it's one thing about converting that you got to do before we can go through the whole get in the Jewish bathtub thing. So you got to get the, you have to get the uh, circumcision. Uh -huh. So there's guys that do it when they're like in their thirties. You really sucks. have to do it. You can't be Jewish and have your foreskin. You have to do it. You, you have, have to, to do it. It's a covenant with God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So at, at age 32, you know, you're going to have to go in there. I, you know, I, never... you just, I mean, <laughs> like, does the rabbi check it out? What if you're like, oh yeah, I got it done last week. Let me say <laughs> the rabbi inspects no. it. <laughs> you got to go through. You got to go up to the council of the Jewish elders, right? And uh, drop trow. Show um, show them your todger, so they can inspect <laughs> it. Do they measure the like exposed head using the Vulcan uh, hand signal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly that. <laughs> that many inches of exposed. <laughs> That's actually where head. that hand say, um, hand gesture came from. Right. It's that space in between is how much foreskin you got to get cut off. Yeah, I think that is what that is. Jews always have to get uh, half off everything. Um, <laughs> I you know I never thought about uh, nighttime boners though. You know nighttime erections. That would suck. Do you imagine well, the pain? The stitches and everything. Yeah. How long do you think you have to wait before you can have sex? Uh, two weeks. Maybe. God. Terrible. Nobody knows. I'm not a cock doctor. <laughs> a cock doctor. Good luck with this. And uh, yeah, you know, um, welcome to the tribe. Uh, people, uh, listen to the show on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, comment. Helps us out. Just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong. 
And uh, yeah, you, you're helping boost exposure for the show. Also, the Sick and Wrong Facebook page. You've got a whole community going there. A lot of people submitting stuff. So you can go to Facebook, do a search for Sick and Wrong Podcast, and uh, yeah, like the page, contribute, post your stories. Some guy uh, really gets off on posting these fart videos of girls. Have you seen that? Like hot chicks farting? I have seen that. But the, the videos, though, involve like... I'm surprised Facebook allows this. It's like the girl will have like a tube put in her ass and she's like farting into this guy's gas mask. Like the guy's a gas mask. So it's basically yeah. he's just inhaling her Well, everybody flatulence. has to go, go overboard with everything nowadays. Can't just fart in somebody's face. <laughs> you actually have to like completely be yeah, sim- apparatus. immersed within the fart. But the thing is with it is I'm surprised Facebook doesn't... I thought they, uh, they don't condone... Um, I guess it's not pornographic, but sex, sexualized material. I, th- I thought they don't do that. I thought Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg wasn't into farting. Well, it take, takes a while for them to come and take it down. Somebody has to complain. So this guy's like a Facebook rebel. Yeah. So anyway, you can see content like that on the Sick and Wrong Facebook page. So <laughs> go to Sick and Wrong, Sick and Wrong Facebook page. Also, uh, T-shirts. We do have the pink the pink, black, quarto tees available right now. You buy one. Go to sickgrownpodcast.com slash store. You buy a quarto tee. I will also send you a five-pack of stickers. We also have uh, Dean Lance prints available as well, um, which we'll personalize if you order one of those. Uh, finally here, Sigurong Song of the Week. I guess this goes as a tribute here to uh, Leonard Nimoy. We should do a shot. Here's a shot. Uh, rest in peace there, Mr. Spock. Live long and, well, I guess he's not going to live long and prosper. But, no. Um, he, <laughs> anyway, here's to you, Spock. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's like that guy. Wackerly's not sitting Shiva. He's not in mourning. I guess I will do a little <laughs> tribute to him. Um, if somebody wanna, wants to bring me uh, a casserole, I will eat it. <laughs> so one of the many ways that Leonard Nimoy tried to distance himself from uh, the Spock character that he's so well known for is uh, he did a lot of songs. He did a book of poetry. You ever see the poetry called like You and Me by Leonard Nimoy? It's just a book of poems. You know, yeah. it, it was one of, uh, back when I used to do Rampage Radio with Bob Madigan and his brother Boom King, I used to have them read one of Leonard Nimoy's poems as a bit. Because it's funny, because Boom King couldn't really read. He's dyslexic. And Bob Madigan, it's Bob. Um, it's a great bit. But those poems were um, very uh, thoughtful introspective poetry but the other thing that Nimoy did is he used to he recorded songs like I think he has a CD out and here's one of his songs it's called The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins this was uh, posted on the Sick and Wrong Facebook page by Crystal so we're we're going to end the show with a tribute here to Leonard Nimoy with, with his song The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins I think it's about a fat chick that he was into possibly anyway mm. people we'll be back next week with episode 473 until then take a sleazy in the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, was a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. Long with height, fuzzy woolly toes, lives in a hobbit hole, and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, Tommy Tiddy-Dog. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, bravest little hobbit of them all. Are the most loving folks you know. They're never in a hurry and they take things slow. 
on the warp engines myself and nurse them. That position, Mr. Scott, would not only be unavailing, but also undignified. <laughs> 